welcome to The Trusted Advisor, a channel-focused podcast and video series powered by the Retail Solutions Providers Association. I'm Jim Roddy, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. This pod and video series is designed specifically for point-of-sale resellers and software developers, and our goal is to educate you on the topics of technology, leadership, management, sales, marketing, and other small business best practices. This is a special episode of the Trusted Advisor, a COVID-19 crisis community roundtable of VARs, ISVs, vendors, distributors, and other solution providers serving the retail, restaurant, and grocery markets. The goal of this roundtable is to give solution providers an opportunity to share ideas on strategies and tactics for best dealing with this crisis and with each other and with you. So again, this is an opportunity for the folks who are listening to listen in and everybody who's participating right now to contribute. It's going to be an open forum, an information sharing discussion that's going to detail how solution providers are navigating this crisis. And please note the views and opinions expressed during this roundtable are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Retail Solutions Providers Association. Also, we've asked everyone on today's call to avoid sales pitches and to identify themselves when they speak for the benefit of our listeners. This is the first of two roundtables that we're recording. Uh, we are recording this one on the afternoon of Wednesday, March 25th. So this is roundtable number one. A couple of things that we want to share before we get going. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsors. They're the ones who make this podcast possible. Uh, we thank Blue Star, Heartland, ScantSource, and Shift4 Payments. And so again, they help bring this great content to you and also many other RSPA services, including several services that the RSPA has created uh, to assist um, individuals, VARs and ISVs, uh, during this COVID-19 crisis. So I want to review a few of those very quickly for you. So uh, RSPA Legal Counsel, Bob Goldberg, uh, he has been available to talk with members, uh, unlimited phone and email uh, conversations with both Bob Goldberg and then also uh, attorney Jim Miller, uh, who will be taking over for Bob after he retires. They're running side by side uh, these days. And so during the crisis, they've been very busy. Bob has talked about 18-hour days for the past week, fielding phone calls and emails and answering them all. That's one of the services that we provide uh, to members free of charge, access to industry experts uh, who are legal professionals in this field. And again, if you want to get a hold of Bob, it's bob.goldberg at sfnr.com, B-O-B dot G-O-L-D-B-E-R-G at sfnr.com. And another service that we're providing uh, during this time, uh, human resources uh, services. So through an initiative with National Provider Group Management Services, also known as GMS, RSPA members receive preferred rates on a variety of HR services, including access to employee benefits, most notably health care insurance. RSPA members receive preferred rates on an administrative fee that includes human resources services, such as employer risk management, federal, state, and local HR law compliance assistance, employee performance management, payroll, employee benefits administration, and more. And so, as they say on the GMS website, do what you do best, outsource your HR to GMS. To learn more about that benefit, you can email membership at gorspa.org, and that is really the key to unlock all the RSPA services. And one more service that we want to talk about um, before we uh, jump into the roundtable discussion today, the RSPA has created specific COVID-19 crisis resources. Uh, we've uh, produced a webinar, uh, Bob Goldberg, our attorney, um, and Chelsea Paulson, who is the chairperson and also the director of HR at um, 
North Country Business Systems. Uh, they put together a webinar talking about communication best practices during this crisis. We've also published to date seven blog posts on this topic. Uh, we also had uh, Paula Duke, the chair of the Canadian Committee, uh, contribute uh, an article that gave some guidelines for Canadian members. Uh, these are all channel-focused ideas, guidelines, and best practices for this crisis. So again, the community has been very generous uh, for this. Um, you can access all these resources at gorspa.org forward slash crisis hyphen resources. Or you can just go to the homepage, gorspa.org, and navigate from there. And a new one that we just launched, it's available at that page, we call it Restaurant Rescue. And the way that we see it is online ordering will be vital to sustain the restaurant industry in the near term during this pandemic. And so what uh, Restaurant Rescue is, it's a list of member companies with digital ordering initiatives and related technologies that can help VARs and ISVs provide solutions uh, quickly to merchants in need. Many of the products listed are being offered at a significant discount for limited time to assist restaurants in distress. Uh, the folks who are viewing this, this is a screen grab of the first part uh, of it. And so again, just follow, follow that URL, uh, gorspa.org forward slash crisis hyphen resources. All right, so those are everything that we have set up for you. Uh, and I would like to turn it over uh, for one second, if we could, to uh, RSPA uh, president and CEO, uh, John Kirk. John. Thank you, Jim. Uh, great job of recapping what we've done in just the last week. And, and, I, and I think, gang, we, we want to remind one another that we got a rallying point in the RSPA and within each within each other's experience, and that's what we're leveraging today. Uh, every member of our team is listening in on this call today uh, because we want to continue to focus on quality over quantity when it comes to things that can help you as we fly through this storm. We know, we know these are unprecedented circumstances and there are no easy answers, but our focus is to help where we can and wherever we can. And we're gonna keep doing that and we're gonna focus on quality. Uh, we don't wanna put uh, content out there that's not gonna be very impactful. We wanna do just the opposite. And you'll continue to see that. And Jim just did a nice job of reviewing what we've been up to in the last week or so. Uh, when you think of the investment you make in the RSPA, it's really an investment you're making in one another. That's why calls like this are so important. That's why keeping the line of communication is so important and getting the benefit of one another's perspective and the community IQ. And that's what today is about. We've got two goals today. And the first one starts with listening to you. Uh, and as I said, our entire team is going to be doing that. We're listening for opportunities to help you. If it's within our reach, we're gonna do it. Uh, we're gonna operationalize what we can do to help you. That's the second goal. So we wanna listen and we want to quickly operationalize what we can do to help you. So I want to thank you for taking the time to be on the call. Um, thank you for banding together and uh, look forward to uh, a good opportunity today to get a little bit better together as we work our way through this uh, situation. And we will. We will because of this community. There's no other community like it. So with that, I'm going to turn it back over to you, Jim. And uh, we're going to get a little better together today as we deal with this situation. Thank you. Great. And thank you uh, very much, John. Uh, so the topics that we will be covering today, um, we listed five of them here for you who are watching. Again, they are what actions are you taking with your merchants? Uh, specifically, we know a lot of folks are interested in how you've been executing, you know, uh, emergency online ordering implementation. Uh, what also what actions are you taking to shore up your business in general, whether that is cost cutting or adjusting uh, staff, 
what actions are you taking with employees? You know, how are you communicating to them? How are you moving them around? What resources have been most helpful during this crisis? And what additional informational resources uh, do you need? So uh, let's rock and roll again. I don't anticipate we're going to get to every single one of these, and I'm happy for the group to start uh, wherever you like. Again, if you would like to weigh in on this, you can unmute yourself uh, and jump right in, and I will play the role of air traffic uh, controller. So whoever would like to start us off and share uh, an idea, um, a perspective, or pose a question to the group, we'll go from there. Uh, happy to have any anybody start. We have 41 people on the line, so hopefully someone will uh, come in here and share uh, their perspective. Hey, Jim, this is Scott Agatep from ScanSource POS Portal. Hello, Scott. You have the floor. Great. So, so um, hi, everybody. I thought that I'd just share a couple comments, especially from kind of where we are in the value chain. Um, POS Portal, ScanSource, of course, we support the channel by configuring hardware, shipping it out to end users. And a lot of what we've been dealing with um, the last few days is just sort of keeping up with all the information that's coming out every day, every hour. Um, questions come to us like, are your warehouses in California still open now that there's a shelter in place order, uh, stuff like that. So most of our effort has been around um, a task force that we have internally trying to navigate the information that's happening in the field, packaging that up for what's relevant for ourselves and then distributing it to both our customers and partners. And so we've been sort of struggling, not struggling is the right word, uh, fast pace, uh, keeping up on all the current information. So I'd love to hear what the, the collective group thinks about that and how everybody's handling that. Great, thank you, Scott. Hey, this is uh, Mike uh, from AMR uh, Business in uh, Houston, Texas. Hello, Mike. Go ahead. Hey, I just wanted to make a comment or a point. Uh, the government is going to release a small business uh, SBA loan, uh, which might be a vital to uh, POS dealers. If we can put up a group that makes a life a little bit easier, how to navigate that SBA loan, make it easier and faster for us to process those loans. Great, thank you. Anybody on the line have any insights into that in terms of uh, the SBA loan process? I know I talked to a bar earlier today who did that, but I didn't ask him for details on that. Can anybody help Mike out? Um, what, yeah, oh, go I ahead. Can. It's Melanie. <clears throat> so we are actually, this is Melanie from Spike Track. So we actually, um, we are spending our time doing a little bit of both what Mike, and I apologize, I forgot your name from ScanSource. I was trying to remind my co work buddy to turn down the. Yeah his TV. <laughs> it was um, Scott, Scott Agatep from uh, Scott. POS Portal and ScanSource. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so we are doing both of what these gentlemen are doing. So we are constantly on the Senate and the House's website um, looking at the new documents that are popping out on C-SPAN constantly as well. Um, my background's in politics, so I've been able to, to actually chat with some, some of our congressional members here in San Antonio and uh, a, remind them that if they want to be pro-business, that we're here in San Antonio um, and they, we are their constituents still. 
Um, and also just to, to keep that line of communication open because um, one of the industries that's being hardest hit in Texas, and I, and I know that this is also across the country, but is also the gaming industry. And the gaming industry was actually lumped in a lot of these municipalities under retail. And when I say gaming, I mean casinos and bingo parlors. Um, and so we were, we, we've been, a lot of our customers are in the bingo hall industry. And so we've been monitoring their stuff because it, in certain states and, and municipalities, bingo hall, like we're, we're trying to be a resource for them to apply for these loans as well. And in the state of Texas, bingo halls are not allowed to apply for loans. And so we are also now taking on some tasks of being um, almost honestly bartering for them and going and talking to, um, to congressional members and to state house members to try to get up to the governor to, to change some of these laws because let's face it, as, VA, as bars, we're only successful if our partners are successful. And so trying to make that, make a, we're, we're gonna be getting a one-sheeter together on how to apply for that SBA loan. Um, I'm fairly involved with Lift Fund and Launch SA here in San Antonio. So getting, um, getting all the information, making sure that there are some people that, um, some really great resources in the banking industry that they can go talk to because that specific loan that you just mentioned, Mike, um, you actually have to go through the bank, not through the SBA to apply for. So um, we are making sure that we keep those connections live during this time. Got it, so a lot of outreaches uh, you're saying yes. with the banking community. Yes. Got it, thank you, Melanie. Um, uh -huh. And just, just so you know, so I'm in a work from home situation right now. And of course, my next door neighbor just started his lawnmower. It's like 52 degrees here in Erie, Pennsylvania, but I guess that's that's how we roll uh, once the snow melts. So um, who all, I hope uh, that isn't distracting anybody. Who uh, else wants to uh, to weigh in uh, either on the SBA, on the gathering of information, or talking about what you're doing with your, your merchants, uh, what resources you're providing uh, for them? Hello, Jim. This is Jason Cowan, Spark Solutions Group. Hey, Jason. Uh, this is this isn't a very shy group, so I'm surprised you aren't getting a lot more people in here. But we'll, I'm sure they'll they'll warm up. Yeah, um, go ahead, Jason. You got the floor. I just wanted to add. Um, I'm a, I'm a little concerned about the the loans, uh, and wondering, you know, one of the one of the things that I think the RSPA could do for us and help us navigate is. Uh, not only the loans with this with this unprecedented effect on our economy, um, you know, if there's an opportunity for our businesses to take advantage of stimulus packages that are that are grants and not just loans, uh, you know, a lot of that money goes to very large corporations and is too hard to distribute out to uh, smaller businesses like ours. Uh, so, you know, your last point here about additional information and resources. If RSPA could assist us with uh, gathering that inf information and finding out if that's a possibility, that would be very much appreciated. Got it. I just uh, made a note on that, and I know that is uh, in flux, but uh, we can certainly huddle after this call and see what information we can get and uh, and keep updating that. Um, um, this is Roger uh, from Open Simpson. 
one of the things that um, um, I have been uh, aware of, but I don't know if it made it into the final package uh, of the stimulus, was that restaurants would be able to get a loan for two and a half times their monthly payroll. Uh, and if they kept those employees in, uh, gain, you know, in, on their payroll uh, during this period, they would not have to pay that loan back. So uh, this is for the person that had the contacts with um, uh, with um, uh, the politicians in Washington, maybe it's a question. Maybe I don't know if that that particular piece of uh, stimulus made it into the final package. Uh, that would be a question okay. that uh, would be of it did. Okay, so that would yeah. be of great value uh, to all the merchants. I, I uh, in my opinion, uh, and to Jason's point about stimulus for our customers, if not for us. Absolutely. Thanks, Roger. Jim. This has been a touch bait. Uh, I wanted to, to kind of maybe swing this around to a little broader point in what we're doing with our employees and our business in anticipation that we'll get some help. Right now, we're really in a big communications program. We have a daily all hands conference call where we talk about everything in the business to keep people engaged. We're focusing activities. Everybody in the company has an assignment that we're uh, checking out on a daily basis. Our, our plan is to keep everybody not only employed, but engaged and really hope that the government programs kick in quickly. And our objective here is to use this pause in our business. You have to remember most of our customers are cinemas and education, and they're all closed right now. So what we're doing is that we're taking this uh, brief respite to take our resources and look for how to grow and that's mostly looking at maybe new markets, maybe new products assembled in different ways to get new solutions, and, and really to, to develop domain knowledge on these new markets. Because as we all know, it's not just a matter of knowing the names and addresses. You have to know something about the market to actually engage with the customers. We're also seeing that this has just been a great buy-in opportunity to get our people into this growth program. Anyway, that, that's our outlook on this right now. Got it. And can I ask you, Ben, just a, a follow-up? So you're saying, you know, doing all that, hoping the government programs kick in. Do you have a contingency plan if they don't, like if they don't apply you or if they're more for, for down the road? I'm just curious to get your, your thoughts on that. We've done a, a great deal of work in the last uh, probably two days to look at the SBA program. And by the way, what you'll see on the SBA website right now and talking with them it's really their old program that it was always available. It has a little different spin to it now with the authorization for the, uh, the virus program, but it's still the same program. If you want more than 25,000, you have to put up collateral. Uh, it, it, they do have some very generous uh, interest and, and payment terms, but it's, uh, it's a long process. Uh, having uh, looked carefully, we're guessing it'll be anywhere from two to six months to ever get any money out of that program. We're hoping that the uh, the Senate and House bill that eventually gets passed will have a fast track through that. And, and what we've been hearing from some of our representatives is that uh, they, they believe there's gonna be a program which will be administered uh, through the, the Internal Revenue Service, believe it or not, uh, where you're reporting, of course, all your payroll information periodically and their goal was to take that report and reverse it, 
give you a refund on whatever you've paid to your employees and the taxes as a seed for your next payroll and keep that rolling until the end of the program, whatever that definition may be. That would be a tremendous help for us because what we could say to our employees is you've all got a job. You're going to be paid no matter what. And I think that goes an awful long way to stabilizing the business. Uh, we have contingency plans for our regular operating budget and we'll be okay for a while. My, my guess is maybe four to six months and hopefully this gets gets taken care of before then. But we've, we've got things in place. Again, we really are hoping that the, uh, the Washington folks get their act together and get something done because there's some good programs in there. You can look at SBA, but I would, I would really encourage you to look at whatever they're doing in this uh, payroll refund program as being a, a good solution. Got it. Great. Thank you for that, Ben. And just, you know, I received uh, an email. Uh, somebody says, this is Economic Injury Disaster Loan, EIDL, U.S. Treasury, $25,000 non-secure until 12-21-20, and you do not have to use that. So that is something that uh, we should dig into in terms of economic injury disaster loan. Again, it says EIDL. Uh, we will uh, look into that. Um, anybody else uh, want to contribute? I'm getting some uh, chat messages also where folks want to talk about engaging with merchants and uh, credit card processors and fees, things like that. Anybody have anything else to contribute uh, data or question-wise in terms of communicating uh, or loans? Those are kind of the two subjects we've talked about so far. So, Jim, this is Mark Fraker. How are you? Hey, Mark. Um, a couple of things that we've done at Blue Star, and, and one, if you go to our homepage, there is a banner for Blue Star's uh, business continuity uh, updates of which you can see everything that we are publishing. But I, there's a couple of things on there that we're doing that I think would be helpful for a lot of the resellers that are on the line right now. Uh, number one, uh, you know, last week there were a few dozen uh, zip codes that um, there were embargoes and it, that list keeps growing and growing. And what that means is that no FedEx, you know, ground uh, UPS trucks are going into those areas. <clears throat> so it's very tough to get some of the technology and solutions into those areas. And that's going to do nothing but expand. Uh, the other thing is, as that happens, um, we've also published the Memorandum of Identification for Essential Businesses, which came in from the CISA, which is the Cyber Security and Infrastructure Security Agency, uh, on, at this site. Um, what we've done is put a couple of template letters up there, which you can go in and click through and add the information uh, that's requested and produce a couple of documents. The first document is one to send to government agencies and government um, um, uh, politicians and such in your respective areas where you want to you know, remain and be deemed uh, uh, as this essential business uh, to keep employees working and such. The second thing is, is that there's also a letter where you can go and you can create the document that your employees should be carrying with them uh, to and from work. Uh, Blue Star is a global distributor, as many of you know, and what is happening in Europe is where we're going to be in a couple of weeks. 
and so some of the things that we have experienced over there in some of the different countries uh, we see that starting to happen here in the united states and canada and so what we're doing is trying to build out this information site so that uh, the resellers and um, the technology companies can go there and grab some of these templates and make it very easy to do uh, put together these forms and um, this site uh, will be up and running with all of the um, various documents in it uh, later today but you can find it at Blue Star's homepage. it'll be at the banner right across the top great thank you and mark uh, if you could email those resources to me uh, as well I've had uh, three or four four folks already email some resources uh, we will put that into a uh, blog post on the RSPA website uh, we also have that COVID-19 uh, resources page and we'll be sure to link to all these uh, these good ideas and so uh, Melanie at Swipe Track, Lynn uh, Skirla Perkins from Skirla's uh, emailed me some resources BJ Maynard uh, as well so we'll be sure and then Mark when you send those we'll be sure to to link that as well and also tying into what mark said and as far as having a letter for essential businesses uh just posted like within the hour uh bob goldberg rsp legal counsel i uh, came up with some language that you're able to put onto letterhead that you can give to employees and like mark said you'll be able to uh have folks carry that with them uh during these times um all right uh, anybody else on this subject before we move into uh merchant facing activity this is Mark again. The only thing I would recommend is that everybody stay on top of the embargoed areas. And we Got will it. publish those zip codes. Perfect. Yes, we will count on you for that. RSP will not be tracking that. Uh, and David Glantz at Business Sense just uh, emailed me, uh, and he has some details on how to apply for an SBA loan. So we will share that link uh, with everybody uh, as well. All right, uh, shifting to uh, dealing with merchants. I'm not sure he said he had to drop off early. Rich Rockbard from Soup, are you still on? Yeah, Jim, I'm still here. How are you doing? Yeah, hey, I, I, wonderful. I was hoping you could share, um, because I just know you're right in the thick of this uh, with yeah. your text ordering. Uh, like, that's what you do. That's what Soup does. I'm just curious what yeah, you're experiencing. Yep. That kind of dovetail us into how folks are engaging uh, with their merchants. Uh, well, right now, yes, we are getting uh, a decent amount of uh, demand and some leads coming in and uh, more, more definitely an uptick in the last week or so since all this kind of uh, came down. Uh, what we're offering to our, you know, to help out is just, we slashed our prices in half. So, um, you know, uh, to, to kind of help out, it, it, I think it's helpful. Um, you know, we're signing on a few restaurants just in the last week. And I'm really trying to work with our resellers to, uh, to help get this out there to their customers that are existing that need something. I mean, our, the, pro, the product is a very simple system. I think that's bringing a, a striking a chord with uh, the restaurants right now because they want to get up and running with something that allows their customers to, you know, get their orders over to them without having to handle credit cards or, you know, it's all done in the cloud. So um, that's our, that's the model. That's the, that's the solution. And right now we're just trying to um, figure it out like everybody else. And try and, to work with some resellers. And, you know. and how are you doing that? I guess if you can just give some data in terms of what are you running into? Are you running into merchants in absolute distress? Are you running into folks who will get to it when we get to it? Um, and how are the resellers well, that you're dealing with as well? Just curious that perspective. Resellers have been really, really good. I mean, I, we we signed on just a few a few resellers in the last week as well. As 
really as a result of this, I think, uh, you know, because they they're probably getting a lot of demand from their restaurants, you know, give me something type of a thing. Um, but uh, I mean, we 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 get leads ourselves, and we've been trying to call them. And the and the weird thing about it is that they seem that they want. You know, I, I'm assuming they want it, but they're never they're never. We have a tough time reaching them a lot of times. You know, they're you know. I don't know if it's because there's just this, they're just overwhelmed and they have a lot going on and it's trying to just get people on the phone. That's why it's like I really kind of want to work through the resellers that have a, the rapport with their customers already. Um, uh, yes, but there have been a couple of customers that, um, you know, said they, I need to change my model. I obviously have to go to takeout only. Uh, I also had a, a people that signed on with us that had to close. So we canceled them. You know, we, we, we let them cancel their service and gave them refunds just, you know, for whatever they paid, just to kind of get them through it. And then the idea is that when things settle down, we're going to, you know, let them sign, but they'll sign back up again. Um, so I, I'm kind of getting, I mean, we're, we're, we're new, so it's not like I have like thousands of people doing this. But, um, you know, I, I, I see the uptick in, in demand. Uh, we definitely have an uptick in demand from resellers that probably have customers asking them what they could do. Uh, the product is nice because it's something that they can just get turned on like today if they have their own tablet or just use a PC or anything that they have. Um, you know, they could get turned on today. They don't have to worry about building menus and all this other stuff. It's just a matter of getting a text order over to the to the restaurant. So they like that. The product is good. The the you know good for the environment. I think what we're doing is helpful in terms of slashing it and tra- slashing the price and trying to help them get through it. Um, I don't have a lot of a lot to discuss other than yeah. um, you know I I, I do believe it's. Okay, good. Sorry, but, but it seems like two uh, two parts of that are frequent communication. I think that's what Ben and Scott touched on earlier, like having daily these regular outreaches because you're not going to get people sitting at their desk. They're being pulled in in a bunch of different uh, directions. Uh, but then also making that uh, you know a price adjustment or or giving some folks a, a break is there. And so if I could turn it over, Thomas Greenman uh, from Skirla's in Anchorage, Alaska, uh, you sent me a um, chat message here in terms of if you'd like to share what you're doing uh, with your customers. If you can give some insight into that, I know there's a lot of information uh, that you're sharing along those lines. So Thomas? Yep. Um, really kind of what we're doing is just being a, a customer advocate, uh, providing as much information that we can to the customer, um, providing them solutions like online ordering, pickup, uh, takeout, delivery, um, encouraging them to adapt to this new environment, um, sharing what other success stories our other customers are, are, are working, like what's working for them. Um, we're even doing outreach and social media aspects, you know, saying, you know, here's how you should present your social media. Here's how um, your online ordering can work. And really just being, you know, a, a trusted advisor in their corner you know, in some ways, kind of like an employee, <laughs> um, you know, getting them on the road to success. Um, a lot of people just have no idea what to do. Um, some people are closing their doors. Um, we're trying to encourage them to stay open, doing whatever we can to to get them to, to where they need to be. Um, very much a, a symbiotic circle, as we all kind of understand that, you know, without them, you know, we can't exist. Uh, but at the same point, you know, we have to help them exist as well. Uh, can you thank you for that? Can you talk a little bit more about the social media aspect? Like, how are you executing 
on that? Is there one person in charge? Is it multiple people? Uh, how are you, um, you know, move forward, moving forward with that in, in the middle of this crisis? Yeah, it really varies. Um, a lot of restaurants that we've kind of come across, they might have one person that does their social media. Um, but in a lot of cases, uh, most of these restaurateurs don't have anybody, or maybe they, they use social media a little bit. Um, and then same to kind of token that online ordering, they're really not in that sector as well. Um, so it, it's, it's a lot for people to digest. Um, so we're, we're kind of getting into the, the nuts and bolts of like, here are some examples, like, well, let's go look at a Facebook thing. So kind of into the details, it's like, like I did a zoom meeting with a customer yesterday and I was like, here, let's look at my desktop. I'm going to go to my Facebook page and I'm going to show you exactly what people are doing. And I'm going to give you commentary on, this is great. This is great. This is what you should do. You know, making sure that you've got your, your social media posts have like very quick, easy to read. This is how you get our online ordering. This is our specials. Here's our menu, that type of stuff. Really kind of landing that plane, if you will, as to like, this is how it's done. Um, you know, because that's a lot flexible, more, fle more flexible than uh, changing up a website, which, you know, some of our customers, they can't get a hold of the people that do their website, or maybe they don't exist anymore. Or they, they're not with the organization. So we're really kind of just trying to like, you know, step-by-step -step cookie cutter, that type of thing. And then as also at the same time, we're, we're keeping a, a web page on our website um, updated with resources and tips and tricks and strategies and, and just really trying to share those stories of like what's working. Um, that way, you know, they're we're kind of like the light at, in the dark, you know, of like, here's something to focus on. Do this and you'll make success because the precedent is these people are doing the same thing and they're having success. Got it. Thank you for that, Thomas. And to, uh, you know, emphasize Thomas's point there, instead of us describing what Skrillis is doing uh, from what links they're sharing, uh, we will share those links uh, with everybody after this call. Again, we'll put those on the RSP website uh, in the form of a blog post. And again, if anybody has any ideas to share, uh, feel free to email those over to us. We're happy to have those as well. But while we're still on the line, who else has some other um, thoughts? Who wants to share some actions, uh, some programs that they're implementing to help their merchants get through these times? This is uh, Jim. This is Roger from Open SimSim. Um, and uh, so last Wednesday, um, you know, I uh, interacted with Rich on on your uh, conference call, and since yeah. then, Rich and I have uh, connected, and uh, we've actually, you know, put up a solution together that we're uh, now uh, in the talks with three three restaurants to pilot, and uh, this is taking Rich's uh, soup. Uh, online ordering platform and coupling it with our uh, uh, scheduling, labor scheduling pro uh, uh, product to uh, create um, a, a, a neighborhood or a local delivery solution. So, uh, uh, so it will, it, it will enable, you know, these uh, restaurants to uh, take their uh, online ordering and if the uh, customer wants to pick up the order, wonderful. Uh, however, if the customer wants delivery, uh, uh, the, these restaurants can put their own uh, employees uh, back to work. Uh, and yes, there's a couple of things that they have to do to uh, turn them into drivers, uh, but actually then go and deliver these orders. Uh, and and uh, we believe that <clears throat> the 30% savings uh, that they wouldn't have to pay uh, to um, third-party delivery, as well as just the health and safety side of things where uh, 
uh, an employee of the uh, of the restaurant is actually making the delivery uh, uh, is going to make the customer feel better. So this is something that uh, that just uh, came out of uh, RSPA and these uh, calls that you're holding. So I wanted to just share that. Got it. Thank you, Roger. If there's an underlying theme, there is look for partners, and that's part of why we put together the uh, uh, restaurant rescue page. Again, if you want to get access to that, just uh, email um, membership at gorspa.org. We're happy to share that with you, make some connections for you uh, on that. And then being creative, that came out of one of our niche uh, startup ISV community meetings. I think it was the one that you were on, Roger. Kaylin Welch from Fast Sensor said, that's what folks are saying, not just, hey, we can't do this anymore, or what things can we do? So again, you have to get creative with your business, whether it's partnerships, um, or you know, or new ideas. Uh, thank you. Uh, who else wants to share an idea um, or a, a practice that they've put in place, uh, reaching out and working with their merchants? This is David Glantz with Business Sense. Hey, David. Hi there. So a lot of our clients are less on the restaurant side and more on the on the retail side uh, as well as accounting and so they're having a, a pretty tough time with the shelter in place and so a lot of them have closed their doors they are looking at either uh, letting people go and waiting for uh, the return and some are looking at moving towards online sales just to deplete their current inventory and so I say that only because for a lot of them, it's a time to step back and look at their business and take this opportunity, as someone had mentioned earlier, to take this pause to try to look at their business, look at areas that they can improve upon and to uh, do best practices for going forward. And so it's been an interesting time for us from a from a plant from a a practice perspective on the consulting side is doing a lot of talking with our customers about what they can do between now and then, talking them about business planning. Uh, we've been working with a company called Live Plan, which has, well, the company's Palo Alto software with their product is Live Plan, which is a great business planning tool and trying to get people to start thinking about their business um, kind of top down instead of the typical retailer when it's bottom up. And so a lot of it that we've been working on is just helping and guiding them in this interim and take advantage of this kind of lull uh, to then once once we're able to get back into the swing of things that they have some tools in place that, that they can jump into. So Got kind it. of a Thank long, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I'm curious, so just to follow up on that, how do you do the business planning with the merchant? You said between now and then, when you don't know when then is. I was just before this call on a webinar with uh, IHL, the research group headed up by Greg Buzek, and they were plugging in essentially two months of, I guess you'd call it shutdown, you know, inactivity. Um, but still, the two months, who knows? It could be shorter, could be longer. How do you have conversations with your merchants when you don't know when this is going to end? If you give us some insight into those conversations. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough conversation because none of us know. And so what we've been doing is looking at a one, two, three month sort of window. And so assuming it's gonna be the latter, but having some ideas in case it ends up being 
uh, sooner. And so from a business planning perspective, it's tough. I mean, you have to go look at what resources you have to keep you whole between now and then, whether it's using some of the of the, the SBA loan sort of concept, if it's the payroll tax, um, whether whatever it may be, but it is there's a lot of variables there. So I don't know that there's anything definitive as far as, as how to do it, but we've been looking at like A, B, and C sort of options. Okay, got it, good. I, uh, I've talked to some resellers who have called in and they were saying, well, here's my best prediction, and they're running with that. And we are saying, well, what if it's worse than that, right? I mean, if it's better than that, that's you're gonna right. be in, in okay shape, but it sounds like that's what you're doing is kind of stretching them to make sure they understand from a financial and strategic standpoint what could be the worst case scenario and they prepared for it. Am I understanding that? That sounds exactly right. Got it. Great. Thank you, David. Who else wants to weigh in here? Uh, talking about connecting with your merchants, programs that you're offering them, counseling that you're giving them, uh, things like that. Jim, this is Jason Cowan again at Spark Solutions Group. We're uh, doing all we can to accommodate any of their, you know, their their monthly uh, monthly fees, a reduction of fees. We're doing a lot of uh, reduce of the number of POS terminals. A lot of restaurants we serve obviously are just doing takeout; they don't need as many terminals. Uh, and we're and we're working with them on a reduction of of uh, help desk agreements, better monthly billing. Those are all difficult, very difficult, and we do have uh, conversations with them about being aware that. Uh, you know, we're also a small business and we're, we're uh, you know, so let's let's make sure we don't just rush everything to zero. But uh, it's been very tricky and, and uh, concerning on all, all levels. But most of our time was setting up online ordering uh, um, and then, uh, you know, discussing about reduction of their monthly reoccurring revenue fees. And uh, Jason, thank you for that. How did you determine how much you can reduce it by? Like, did you look at your own numbers? How are you factoring that in because I mean you're going to be taking a hit and we're going to might uh, get into this in a little bit all the resellers are taking hits on their credit card residuals which um, you know everyone will be suffering from so even with that going on how did you talk about reducing fees can you can you talk about that thought process sure well it's, it's not been you know as you just said we don't we don't know a lot yet right it's all this is very very quick and um it's not like the the last the Great Recession that we went through before, but we did learn from that tremendously. Whereas in the Great Recession, I did not act quickly enough in reducing our costs. Uh, we we have uh, started acting very quickly, reducing costs. Uh, unfortunately, laying laying a person off already, and and looking everywhere else we can to reduce costs. And then, um, uh, you know, as far as working with the merchants, uh, we're really just talking to them about what they need for their businesses. Uh, we haven't done any calculations to say this is how many customers uh, that you know that we can allow. We're just trying to work with all the customers that are still open and um, you know analyze our cash position and and really make a good decision about what's next and when we need to start making more cuts. But uh, it's it's difficult, and we'd love to have some all of us, anybody here, I'm sure would love to have some insight on when this uh, may turn the other way, but we just don't know. No, I was going to say, this is not that kind of webinar, right? We're not going to be able to figure that out at the round table, like take a poll and it's going to be. Um, and again, I've heard ranges from measuring in weeks to quarters as to uh, some, you know, level uh, of a downturn. So I guess if there is a takeaway and, you know, during the Great Recession, I was uh, 
uh, president of a company inside of our uh, space, uh, a publishing company. And that was really the lesson learned out of that is you need to act quickly and uh, you got to be brave to cut because you could. Uh, the uh, image that we always had was a plane and the cash that you have and the cash flow and the access to resources. That's your distance between the plane and the ground. Right. So if you're doing well, you're 30,000 feet, you're just cruising along. Everything's fine. If your sales are going down, your cash flow is going down, you're out of your line of credit. You're a plane flying low to the ground. You're navigating, you know, underneath and over telephone wires and stuff like that. And it's a really harrowing thing. So unfortunately, that might be what some folks have to do. Uh, but you really have to take a hard look at that. Resellers that we've talked to are really doing that, not being rosy with it, but they're saying what might happen and then acting uh, appropriately. So, uh, Jason, I appreciate you sharing that story. Heard a lot of stories about uh, layoffs, not necessarily on on this call, but from a lot of other folks offline, and that's that's what some folks have to do, unfortunately. All right, who else wants to weigh in? Uh, we have a few minutes left in this, hoping that uh, folks can weigh in with any topics they'd like to share with the group, or again, any go-to-market things that they're doing as well. Jim, this is Ben again. I just want to remind everybody, and, and I know Mark Fraker's on here, so he'll probably recognize this. One of the best financing resources that you can have in a period like this is to go to your suppliers. They may not have a lot of cash to dole out to you, but they can give you a lot of relief, maybe an extension in terms, a lot of things that will stretch your money further. And I'd really suggest to everybody that don't wait till the end to start talking to those people. Talk to your suppliers now. They can really help you. Got it. Yes. Uh, lean on your vendors, lean on your distributors, see what you can do. And like uh, Melanie said earlier, talk to banks as well. Uh, figure out all of those resources. Uh, and we also uh, have received some links in terms of uh, getting that SBA loan. So um, all sorts of different resources there. Yeah. Call all your partners and, and see what you can do. Thank you, Ben. Who else? Who, wants to, who else wants to weigh in in the few minutes we have left? Hey, Jim. Hunter Allen from Serbia. Hey, Hunter. Um, one thing that, that we've done, we, um, you know, or I have a uh, sort of a disaster plan that is sort of what I call the, you know, what if Hunter gets hit by the bus plan. Um, and, you know, we definitely took some time internally over the last uh, week or two to update that plan with the, with the nature of what this is, why it may not be a bus, it may be an illness and some different things like that. Um, we thought that was a prudent thing to do to, to make sure we pre prepared for whatever eventuality may occur. Got it. Thank you. And how do you go through that process, if you don't mind me asking? Is it you and your accountant? Is it teammates, lawyers? Who all gets involved in, in figuring out those, uh, those backup plans? Uh, so it's probably a little bit different for each person. Um, you know, one of the things that's important to me is that um, – you know, my family is taken care of. And so that's one of the things that I look at to make sure that things continue smoothly and, and per se some of the um, operating uh, environment um, assumptions that the plans were built on don't exist anymore today. And so that's why we found that it was prudent to go through that. And uh, internally, it's it's uh, I'm fortunate to have a couple of key managers. And so uh, for me, it's pretty much with my key management team uh, but I think for each person individually, that can can involve family members or outside resources or internal staff as well. Got it. Thank you for that. And as uh, somebody brought up on our uh, niche and startup ISV community call last week, just like they say on the plane, you got to put your own oxygen mask on first before you help other people. So this is a real thing 
um, about helping yourself and making sure you don't go to that first. Um, make cuts in other areas or make contingency plans in other areas, but don't put your your family at risk. Don't put uh, don't put your life on the line. Thank you, Hunter. Jim wants to weigh in. Yes, you yeah, go ahead, Mark. So one thing that we've seen a trend in um, for the last few weeks is that uh, we have a a solution that's called hybrid SaaS, where uh, SaaS is solution as a service and the hardware can be rolled in with the software and put into a full subscription model. And we've seen a lot of uh, new folks come in and take uh, advantage of that because the resellers can be paid up front 100% in times like this, or they can uh, participate in it for three, four, five years as a full reoccurring subscription-based model. So I'll just throw that out there that that is something we're seeing people take advantage of right now from Blue Star. So you're seeing some more demand from that where before it was an option, now folks are seeing, I really need to move towards this. Is that what you're saying, Mark? We're getting a lot more inquiries about it and people signing up for it than before. And that's both in Canada and the US. Got it, thank you, Mark. Who else wants to weigh in? Hi, Jim. This is Dave Albert with Retail Control Systems. Hey, Dave. How are you? Doing okay in these uh, crazy uncharted uh, territory here. But yeah. um, a couple things is is uh, it's been really hard to kind of uh, put the the emotions in check. You know, as far as you know, people have been with us for a while and so forth. But it's um, I keep telling myself where it goes back to the uh, oxygen masks, uh, but it's really, uh, there's a local restaurateur that I was talking to who has 60 employees and uh, he laid them all off and he came back and he said to me, he said, uh, got to keep the mothership afloat so it can continue feeding as many as possible when we all come out of this. So, so it kind of hit home, you know, so it's what we've been doing as far as a company is uh, we have, um, Kind of a daily pulse that we do which which just knowing where we are as far as you know our cash balance our ar our, our receivables worst case best case um also you know ap uh, aging um, communicating with vendors as far as what we can do inventory values and also the most important thing is really keeping an eye on the work and prog and, and prog process just to know what resources we need to get to get things out the door and fulfill the needs and also trying to generate new activity like like you're saying as far as being creative uh, like it could be some IT initiatives that they had where they put them on hold or we couldn't get to it internally because of our workload where we're starting to push those through um, and then also looking at the best case worst case is really looking at you know uh, really we've been really um, this kind of thinking about the uh, right person, right seat, as far as employees, is you know really looking at them and saying, okay, so is this person really contributing to the success of our company? And if not, then the decision will be for a, either a layoff or if they are, but not currently, are not doing some sort of referral type scenario. But we're looking at you know best case and worst case scenarios. Um, but it's a it's an interesting time. And we're also looking at the 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 we do a lot in liquor and cannabis, and both both of those are really flourishing. But trying to expand our offerings to those, which is 
you know, curbside pickup, uh, hold for pickup, an order online, delivery, and so forth. So we're just trying to expand what we have as far as offerings. Got it. And it sounds like what you're saying is something I've bumped into with a lot of resellers. You can't just sit down and come up with some long-range plan for how to handle this because the data changes. But it's more right. important to frequently get the data. And that's kind of where we started first with uh, Scott's comment. Get the data. Make sure you have the right data. Make adjustments for what you can see for the foreseeable future. Get more data. Make the adjustment. It's the frequency of getting Correct. the data seems more important than some master plan you're going to come up with. It's moving quickly, you know, so every day there's something new. So it's, it's just really keeping an eye on, eye on the ball, you know, really looking at, at the daily pulse of what's happening and then making changes and, re, and being proactive instead of reactive. It's really hard to, you know, uh, it's really hard to look at this and try to be as proactive as possible so you, you can keep the, the company viable when we come out of this. Got it. Thank you. We have time for maybe one more. If one more person wants to jump in and, and wrap things up, and then uh, I'll, uh, I'll conclude our, our session today. Or if nobody does, we can just take it home uh, from here, and that is what uh, we will do. So um, thank you, everybody, for participating today. We've had lots of data. One last point that I want to leave you with is to make sure you're taking action in four areas. And that's the key thing here, as I think we've heard uh, over the past 45 minutes or so, not just folks thinking about doing something or studying, or maybe I should, they're taking action. And so the four areas of action I'd like to share with you uh, come from uh, McKinsey and Company. And so an RSPA reseller uh, shared this with me, uh, a member did. You can get the full report at mckinsey.com. But I, I looked through the report and the four actions that jumped out to me were Number one, protect your employees and give them a sense of shared purpose. We had on the ISV call last week asking about how are your employees handling the financial news. And they're like, well, before the financial news, they're worried about are they going to get sick, right? Are they gonna, going home and are they infecting their family? And so you have to make sure you're protecting your employees and then make sure you're saying, hey, we're all in this together to figure this out. Number two is stress test your financials. We've heard a lot about uh, that earlier, like David uh, Glantz from Business Sense said earlier, an A, B, and C scenario, and don't be rosy on that C scenario. You know, think about how difficult it could be and really stress test to make sure your financials work and then react uh, accordingly. Uh, the third step is to stabilize your supply chain. Uh, ben Williams touched on that earlier in terms of talking with your distributors. Uh, Mark uh, from Blue Star, Scott from uh, ScanSource uh, talked about that as well in terms of uh, being there to connect with their partners and seeing how they can help them. And then number four, we heard a lot about engaging with your customers, whether it's as a consultant, whether it's to lean on them emotionally, uh, or they can lean on you emotionally, uh, or offer them potentially some new products to keep them afloat. Uh, during these difficult times. So again, those are four key areas to take action. You can't ignore any one of them. You can't say, I'm only going to focus on my customers. I'll get to the financials later. You really have to balance your employees, your financials, your supply chain, uh, and your customers. Okay, so that is all the time that we have. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our discussion today. Just some quick reminders about the RSPA's COVID-19 services. Again, if you're an RSPA member, you can reach out to legal counsel Bob Goldberg, uh, unlimited phone and email conversations. Bobby's happy to help you out uh, with this, and saw some emails from him today uh, helping out 
members uh, as well. Uh, we also have GMS, Group Management Services, where you can outsource your HR services, uh, and that way they can help you stay in line with some of these difficult decisions you might have to make. And again, make sure you visit gorspa.org forward slash crisis hyphen resources, and you can access the RSPA Restaurant Rescue, uh, the blog, and also our communication guidelines webinar. Uh, finally, be sure to subscribe to the RSPA YouTube channel and the Trusted Advisor podcast so you never miss an episode. We'd also appreciate if you'd rate us wherever you find your favorite podcast. Uh, the more stars, the better. And before we go, thanks again to the RSPA community for sharing their wisdom today. Lots of folks contributed to it. Really appreciate you taking the time uh, and sharing your perspective. Thanks also to RSPA Marcom Manager Chris Arnold for his production work, Joseph McDade for our music, and last but not least, thanks to you so much for listening. Our goal at the RSPA is to accelerate the success of our members in the point-of-sale ecosystem by providing knowledge and connections. For more information, please visit our website at gorspa.org. Thanks again for listening, and goodbye, everybody. 